So, Eric, how have you been? I'm alright. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. How have you been dealing with, like, the whole quarantine situation? At first, my mom made everybody take it, like, super seriously, but, um, it's like, way more time went by, she just kind of lightened up, and now I can, like, go out and do things with just, like, small number of people. Yeah, I feel like that's how everybody's been recently. Mm-hmm. Like... Before you wouldn't see anybody out, but last night I went to pick up food at Paxson's. It was packed downtown. The park is like filled with people all the time. It's like a breeding ground. (laughs) It really is, though. Like, if you think about it, I know Mm -hmm. they say you're 20% less likely to get it if you're outside rather than inside, but still, like, if you come into contact with someone who has it, like, you're gonna get it. Yeah, it just seems like a little counterintuitive to like being so serious about it and then just everyone kind of gives up when it becomes like less relevant yeah just like a little bit i bet we're all gonna get like too used to normal life again and we're gonna fuck it up and like go back down oh yeah for sure i mean ohio's we're this the 15th so everything's open back up kind of well outdoor dining has outdoor dining uh barbershops retail stores can you imagine the wait times at Great Clips right now? Like, no. everyone needs their hair cut fucking pronto. I can't, and I really don't want to go to my barber. I'm, like, today. scared to even look at it, because it's going to be, like, an hour and a half wait minimum, probably. Yeah. I'm they always kinda, have two barbers on. Yeah, I'm kind of scared to go in today. It's going to be a little stressful, but I definitely need a haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, no- I noticed, like, I didn't recognize the back of you at first because your hair was so long. I definitely look like a girl from the back. Like, it's mm. getting rough. Um, how skips? You guys doing, are you guys open for, like, any, are you guys are doing just carry out? Or what are you guys doing now? Um, we don't really have any, like, permanent outdoor dining, so... Mm. <clears throat> We're pretty much just doing, people will come in all the time to get like takeout, like they'll come in and order and just like wait for us to give it to them. Um, we've been doing a lot of that and a good amount of like online orders and call-ins. Oh, okay. So, I mean like some nights we're doing almost like better business than we normally would because there's yeah. such a push to support local businesses. Yeah, I've been actually thinking about that lately and like how much people are saying it's affecting restaurants and stuff and i've seen some places are closing but like i i feel like some places are doing way better Mm -hmm. like because they probably on like a regular night don't have anything but people are too scared to go to the grocery store so i'd be curious to see if chains are hurt at all from this i would assume because it is like specifically at least around here it's a push for like local businesses Mm -hmm. that are like struggling the most and like skips kind of just has like a loveland connotate like you think of yeah. it as a loveland spot mm-hmm. i would assume chains are I, I wouldn't say doing like poorly but i would say they're doing worse than they were before i saw that uh shake shack and some other places were filing for the small business loans oh really got like eight million dollars and people freaked out God because damn. they're supposed to go to like smaller businesses which is kind of mm-hmm. shitty that they would even try, but they ended up, I believe they ended up giving all the money back. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like, they found a loophole through chains being, if they have less than like, I think it's 50 employees per location. 
It'd be really sad to see like what businesses don't come out on the other end of this, like yeah. just completely go out of business solely because of the virus. I, <coughs> I'm really worried for movie theaters, to be honest. Yeah, no, someone. Um, I was wondering if like the Esquire would get shut down mm-hmm. because that's like the most like indie movie theater around. They play like all the weird ass mm-hmm. shit that like you really gotta search around to find all those CD. Have you found anything of- about it? Um, a buddy of mine told me like his dad's company bought out that chain. It was a chain of the Esquire, Kenwood, and uh, Marymont. Oh, okay. They were all owned by the same like company. Okay. And they just got bought out, and they're gonna like restore it. It's like a big enough company where like they can fund it through this. That's pretty nice, actually. Yeah, and they're gonna keep it like exactly as it is. They're not gonna like make it a like a blockbuster movie theater. Yeah. Did you see the recent thing with Regal and AMC go down between Universal? I, I heard bits about it. I don't really know the full story. So Universal is saying that they're going to start for the rest of time, basically, releasing movies simultaneously at movie theaters and direct to home. Like, you can rent it and stuff. Oh, so Because... <laughs> Trolls World Tour made I think it was a hundred and twenty million dollars in like three weeks just on home video alone. Just on VOD? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and the thing with VOD is they keep eighty percent where at movie theaters they only get to keep about fifty. Yeah. And AMC has said they will not show any universal movie. That no is, way. Yeah, that is going straight VOD, and Regal backed them too, and said they won't either. Hmm. Yeah, like I'd feel bad for Regal, but they fucked me in the ass, making me pay like eighteen dollars for an opening night ticket. So they're my least favorite theater, like around here. I gotta say. Do you agree with me on the over comfort seats? Would you the, rec- the reclining seats? I hate them. I don't like them either. They're so annoying. The The thing I hate most, I don't mind like the position. It's like pretty comfortable, but I hate that there's like 10 people in a theater now. Like it's yeah. so small. I love the, at Milford, they have those big like mm-hmm. auditorium kind of theaters with like 100 seats in it. It's super awesome for opening nights of stuff like Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the... I don't like the Regal ones because I think the seat is just huge and I don't, I can't ever get comfortable in it because it's just so big. Mm -hmm. But um, I forget what it's called, but there's like three, I want to say there's three of them around here. There's one in Blue Ash and they just opened one in Kenwood across from the mall, like that complex across from the mall. Envision? Envision, yeah. Yeah. I like Envision for like non-blockbuster movies. It, they play some of them, like just very like cinematic stuff. If you get a first row, it's pretty nice the, actually. The like, um, there's one just like it over in Blue Ash that kind of came before it. Yeah, it, that's the one I've been to. I think they might both be called Envision. I think they are. But they have really cool decor of like signed scripts of like Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. movies and like actual film reels. And you can like see into their server room where they have like all the weird like encrypted movie yeah. files. It's like kind of cool. You get like an inside scoop. But 
I hate when they're also a dine-in theater, meaning like people get served like all this stanky ass food in the theater, and it, they're the type of place they serve everything, so you know it's all like really good. <laughs> it's like burgers, sushi, pizza, like all this crazy shit, and like it just smells up the whole theater. I don't really like to eat a meal while I'm watching a movie. See, I agree with you. I don't like eating a meal while watching a movie, but I've ordered their fries during a movie, which I think is, I think it's better than popcorn during a movie, but I don't know. Popcorn's nice because it doesn't fill you up, so you can eat it the entire time, versus like a meal, you finish it in like 20 minutes and you just have this dirty ass plate in front of you while you're watching Mm -hmm. a movie. Like, you have nowhere to put it until someone comes. (laughs) And then all the time, these fucking dickhead servers are, like, running all over the theater. It's distracting. See, I think it's funny, because they're trying to get out of your way, but they, they like, kind of can't. (laughs) It just kind of makes me laugh. it's so annoying. And um, people will just, like, order a full-ass meal, like, in the middle of a fucking movie or whatever. Are you serious? I feel like at those kind of places, you have to get your food before. Again, with like these 10, 20 person theaters too, they're so tiny. See, it's I, weird. I like it for like a non-blockbuster. Like if I'm going to go see a blockbuster, I'm going to pay $5 at Milford and go see it. But if I'm going to go see like, like I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood there. At Milford? Yeah. Yeah, or, me too. No, no, no. I saw it at Milford, and then I also saw it at Envision, and I think I enjoyed it more at Envision. I saw it twice, too. Yeah. So- I didn't have the guts to tell Jeff I saw it with other people. <laughs> I saw it twice with him. And I, like, pretended, like, I was surprised at, like, the things happening. Me, I saw, like, every part of it coming. That's how I was with my brother, actually. It, only, like, two days apart, too. I was, like, pretty, like, worn out from it the first time. It's because of that berserk ending. Such a good movie. Probably yeah, one of my favorites of the year. Oh man, I've been thinking a lot about my favorite movies of last year. Last year was a really you. good year. Yeah. Movies. What What would you say your number one is? I, it's been really tough to pick a number one. I will say though, I don't think Parasite will ever be my number one, even though that's everybody else's. See, like, I think it's everybody else's who hasn't seen it. Who hasn't seen it? Yeah. I think people who haven't seen it say it's their favorite just because it won the Oscar. Yeah, but like, there were also, I think like, 1917 was definitely overrated as fuck. Like, I didn't love that movie. Did you think it was really good? I loved it. I didn't like Really? I didn't think it was, I just like, I really like the cinematography in it. Yeah, but it was like wasted on such a lame ass story, though. Like, I agree with it you. It drags on for some parts. I agree with you there, but like being able to do a movie that big and it seem one shot is so cool. I give it three out of five stars. On really? The box. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm looking at my. I have a review in here. It says Germans can't aim for shit. You think about how many times that dude got fucking shot at. He never even, like, took a bullet, I don't think, throughout that whole movie. That's, that's a, but you have to realize that's a thing in every movie that has a gun. You could say that about Star Wars. Every story. Well, yeah, Cooper Star is. Wars is a sci-fi movie for babies. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it looked great, like, but I just, I would never rewatch it just because 
the story leaves like so much left to yeah. kind of be desired. I've had a problem with that recently. Like a lot of movies I watch, I'm like, the ending just kind of falls flat for me, and I don't know if it's me or if it's just the movies I've been deciding to watch. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it might be Uncut Gems. Okay, is the all-time favorite. I I was blown away by that movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. That that's like one of my favorites ever. I think. Really, you'd mm-hmm. go that far? Like that's a five out of five, like perfect movie for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought his accent was a little silly, and it kind of pissed me off. If you approach it like from an Adam Sandler perspective, it can seem a little goofy. But if you like really buy into his character yeah. and kind of just see it from like the pure, like, I get what you're story saying, yeah. perspective. I don't, see. I know a lot of people had problems with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I think I liked it more than Uncut Gems, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people were going into that with like a certain expectation about like a Tarantino movie. Yeah. And was expecting it to be like this crazy like Charles Charles Manson. Yeah. Sort of. Where you saw him in like one scene the whole. He time. He was in like two minutes of the entire movie. Yeah. It was, like, ridiculous. <laughs> it seemed very purposeful that he like didn't show him much at all or like yeah. really almost not even mention him mm-hmm. other than the people on the ranch I mean yeah what was that it, ranch called uh fuck I don't know to be honest I don't know why I want to say El Cucamundo but that's definitely not it it was like it's like an old Cucamundo. western set dude that's the town workaholics is set in really El Cucamundo <laughs> or whatever I haven't even really watched Workaholics, to be stupid honest. stupid-ass name. That was, like, one of my favorite shows when I was, like, 14. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that show was hilarious. <laughs> then I re-watched some of this, and I was like, dog, this is really cringy now. <laughs> no, but... Um, the problem I have with, like, ranking Uncut Gems versus, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, like, I just saw, like... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as like a more of a like f- traditional film and it felt I don't know how to explain it but it, it felt like a bigger thing than just like a movie whereas when I went and saw Uncut Gems I left the theater I was like oh that was cool mm-hmm. but it didn't like make me think can I like level with you and say that like both those movies are still better than Parasite yes 100% yeah like not to say that Parasite wasn't great. It was, like, pretty awesome movie. But, like, I didn't... It, it, it was kind of curious to me why that was, like, so... I think... Like, it, praised as it was. Versus something else that came out this I year. Like, um, like the new Martin Scorsese movie or something like that. Oh, my God. The Irishman? Yes, did, I yeah. loved The Irishman. But back on Parasite, I mm-hmm. think the reason it was so praised was because it was filmed in South Korea, right? Yeah. yeah and it was Korea taking movie. like a jab at their society and how they live, where we don't really get that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it just caught a lot of momentum as like this great foreign movie. It was like kind of like it broke records for like amount of box office sales here for a foreign film. It might be the top grossed foreign film in America. Really? I mean, it depends what you count as, like, foreign, like European yeah. foreign film. Okay. 
or Asian foreign Asian foreign film. Other than like those old ass samurai movies. Yeah, I was gonna say China might have some stuff coming, but they don't really get a U.S. release. Uh, Like still, it's fantastic movie. Really well written. Yes. And um, shot. It looked amazing. I honestly hate that I can't understand a word they say, and I have to read subtitles, but. I get really used to subtitles. I almost prefer it with a lot of things. Because I, you really realize how much shit when you rewatch things with subtitles that you didn't initially. You realize how many like little sentences and like remarks you miss. Just because you don't understand it, you just kind of ignore it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just like to be able to understand like how they pronounce a word. Like, because I think a lot of acting actually comes through, like, how you speak and the, like, enunciation you use. So I think it's a little hard for me to say, like, one of my favorite films of all time was, uh, like, something I couldn't even really understand most of the acting. Yeah. But you mentioned... Yeah, like, it's, it's hard to judge, like, an acting job when you can't tell how they're, like pronouncing and talking yeah with like the language which that kind of made me like realize like how much it must suck to live in another country like that speaks a different language and you just have to always use subtitles for like big budget movies pretty much yeah i'm pretty happy that got like more praise than something like 1917 did yeah (laughs) like it kind of opened the door, I'm sure, for a lot of people into, like, Korean foreign film and stuff like that. Especially probably, like, Bong Joon-ho's other movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I recently watched Snowpiercer, which he did. Great and, like, movie. Did you like it? I, I, I really, it. I really liked the world. Like, yes. that, that sort of, like, post-apocalyptic universe. It's, that was, like, a really interesting concept for a story. I want to say it's a, like, unofficial sequel to something. But I forget. Seriously? Yeah, but I forget what it is. That would be crazy. I want all the lore on that world. Yeah. Like what, what goes down on that train? Mm-hmm. Like it's super interesting to think about. Like the arc, the last like arc of humanity is on this like compact ass train. They made it look really good for something on a such a linear, like set of just like train cars. Mm-hmm. It still like kept it pretty fresh and like varied with the. Cinematography. So I, yeah, so I just looked it up because I had seen like YouTube videos on it and stuff before and I never really watched it. But it says Snowpiercer is actually a sequel to Willy Wonka. <laughs> and I don't really understand. That's, That's dumb. Yeah. I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> I'm not going to make that um. connection. <laughs> No, but I I did like that movie. I I liked Chris. It's Chris Hemsworth, right? Not no. It's Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yes. Captain America. Captain America. I like what he's what he did. He basically told Marvel when he was like, "Hey, I don't want to do any of these anymore. I want to do stuff like I can, you know, actually act in." Yeah, well, I I don't know like what other stuff he's been in other than like <laughs> those Captain America movies. Um. Yeah, I could. I, he was in a Super Bowl commercial this year. He he was a New Yorker who said something about a car. Um, oh, he was in Knives Out. I didn't see that. 
Really? Yeah. That's probably like top four or five for me of the year, for what sure. What is it called? Knives Out? Knives Out. Yeah, you never heard of it? No. It's um, it's the same director who did The Last Jedi. I don't know if you're a fan of that one or not. Uh, n- no. <laughs> it's kind of like... But he, he kind of nods at that movie, like how shit it was, like in the. <laughs> it's like a really well directed, well made movie. I think like the general consensus that it was like pretty great. Yeah. Um, what's it's the like a good name? like comeback to his like reputation. Yeah. I thought. Like you don't see that much. What's that director's name? Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I've seen some of his other stuff. Looper was one. Yeah. Did you, did you like Looper? I did. And I liked his stuff, and I saw what he was trying to do in The Last <laughs> Jedi. It was just... Some pretty glaring plot holes in that movie, Looper, I, <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah. I don't... I don't like... It's just like... I think his like his directing style isn't very kind of planned at. He's like more of a let's get it like type of guy. But especially with like The Last Jedi, I think the whole trilogy needed to be planned out more mm-hmm. than each movie being planned out. Yeah. Because I think like if you watch those three not knowing it's Star Wars, like say that's the first one you ever watched, those three, you would have no Force idea. Awakens. Yeah. Like you would have Yeah, no... but like that's like starting at like the seventh book of an eight book like series. That's like starting on the fifth Harry Potter book, kind of. Everyone knows to like start at four or one. I mean, you start at one if you've never seen any. You start at the prequels? Are you kidding me, dude? Listen, that's an awful introduction no, to Star Wars. Listen, if you <laughs> haven't seen four, five, and six, one, two, and three are good movies. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Because you don't. But you get like such the wrong impression. I feel like that would turn way more people off of it if you didn't go directly into the fourth. Because then you get that charm. Your if your initial impressions are like one, two, three, I'm just gonna think this is like fucking stupid. Yeah, but baby shit. No, you wouldn't think that. And then you get hit with four, and you're like, oh, okay, we're we're getting it up there now. It's just like taking a step back in time. That'd be kind of weird. That would be a little weird. Like, imagine if the Avengers just turned into like an '80s level action movie. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> like how fucking weird that would be. It'd be even. It'd still be weird to watch like the with Incredible like, Hulk with like awful yeah. CG and like all these like yeah. shitty computer effects from the '90s. I mean, there's not really that many bad effects in Star Wars. The in the first prequels. Movie. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I said well, yeah, that. like the original trilogy. Yeah. Because they did pretty much everything practically. Yeah, there was no like computer effects in that time. There were some with like how they got like the Millennium Falcon to like fly and stuff. They filmed it on like blue screen pretty much. Well, they like redid the, th- the home version. That's like, it's really hard to get the original theatrical version. But in the 90s, George Lucas like did a remaster of it. And that's how it got published on DVD and Blu-ray. And, and like, all the later VHS copies of And it. that's how Jabba the Hutt is in... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, like, how he appears. The worst CG ever. There are all these side-by-side comparisons on YouTube of the... Mm-hmm. Somehow they got, like, footage of the theatrical version, and they do a side-by-side, and it looks just, like, way more authentic and, like... 
sort of grounded. Yeah. They add like all this CG dinosaurs and like just weird creatures around. He like wanted to add all this lore and it just like fucked it up. <laughs> he had such a good thing. I, I, I know, he, he really like just fucked his own like success over, like reputation over with that trilogy. I still feel bad for him in a sense with like um, how um, Disney kind of just like took it from him in a sense and said they would listen to him and then... I mean like he willingly sold it. He kind of had to know like who'd have thought like a big corporate conglomerate would make him lose control of his own work and they would just turn it into a product. Yeah, a cash making machine now. But I mean they told him like yeah you'll be an executive producer like you'll have input and then they, I'm pretty sure they just told him, like, you can't ever show up here again. But he comes, like, he comes out and he says, like, he feels betrayed. I mean, like, how did he, like, not know what he was buying himself into? That was, like, his baby. That was, like, his full creative, yeah. like, product. I feel and like... he just, like, sold that off for, like, what, a few billion dollars? I think it was, like, four. Four billion dollars? Yeah. But he's already like he's already got to be like the richest producer in Hollywood. Like it's George fucking Lucas. Does yeah. he need four billion dollars? Like, <laughs> dude, that guy's that guy's got to be worth something like a hundred million dollars already just from the original Star Wars. Yeah, and the and the prequels combined. That's got to be like a ridiculous amount of money to begin with. I want to say that he did some of the Indiana Jones too. Yeah, he like co-produced it with like, yeah. Spielberg. Yeah, that, I think. I mean, what has Spielberg done recently, or George Lucas? Last thing I think I saw was The Post, which was the lamest movie ever. Really? It was so boring. Oh my god! But they had they, he just gets these great actors, and like Bob Odenkirk, uh, the Better Call Saul guy. Yeah, he was in it. He was great. Um, I mean, like Meryl Streep. Was it Spielberg or Lucas? This is Spielberg. Okay. Uh, Lucas hasn't done anything like. Yeah, he's really since, since like the eighties. But I feel like Spielberg, like, if an actor was auditioning or anything, got an offer from Spielberg, I feel like that's an automatic. Like you have to, you have to agree to do it. So I guess his newest movie is still Ready Player One. It's oh. 2018. How did you like that movie? Uh, like, dog shit movie. Like, I hated that. <laughs> I didn't even rate it. I just didn't even know, like, what to make of it. I, but no, like, that movie blew. Like, I thought it was a... dick. <laughs> it's... I thought... I'm gonna try and find that movie, and I'm not gonna change my mind on it. I thought it was a cool concept. <laughs> it felt rushed and I heard it took eight years to make which I don't know how Bridge of Spies was like eh what was what you said Bridge of Spies that was like 20 oh is that the one with Tom Hanks 2015 yeah yeah all all of them have Tom Hanks somewhere (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure he stars in that one though Uh, he I feel like he plays two guys in that one Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you think about his old stuff that was pretty great, like Schindler's List, Close Encounters. He could make like these pretty like 
well-made blockbuster. It's like indie film concepts with a blockbuster budget yeah. that he pulls off in a really like stylistic way. And like Schindler's List, that's just like a life-changing movie in general. But that now he's just doing like all these stupid like kids movies. Yeah, I think Lincoln. Honestly, like, oh my god, Lincoln wasn't that bad. I have fallen asleep in one movie in the theater, and that is when <laughs> I went to go see Lincoln with my dad. <clears throat> I, w- I was also like 14 when it came okay. out, so I just didn't even give a fuck what was happening. Because it's just old. The only movie I think I've ever fell asleep to was Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> really? And I was... I, I went and saw it like midnight Dude, release. I agree with you, man. Those movies are lame. They just There's so much downtime where they're just like talking about nothing. I think that is the worst Marvel movie. Other than... Age of Ultron? Hulk, yeah. Other than the two Hulk movies that no one mentions anymore. Yeah, I forgot about those. But I, I'm just so not a Marvel fan that like I don't even really care like when a new Avengers like I'm not really even looking for like a great are movie. You, are you gonna go? I'm hardly see, paying attention. Are you gonna go see Black Widow when it comes out? I mean, it's just like if the boys are seeing it. <laughs> if it's like an event, I'll go see it. But I'm not like eager myself to get like the gang together to go. Yeah. Watch. You weren't hyped for Endgame at all. Really? Like, because I just didn't invest. I watched most of the movies, like most mm-hmm. of the, like different Marvel MCU series. But like, I just didn't really care about any of the characters because they just get like. There's no real drama. Yeah. And it, like, I don't really connect with any of them because they're just like random superheroes with zero personality. <laughs> That's. I never saw Captain Except, Marvel. Except like Doctor Strange is like a little sarcastic, you know. Like <laughs> that's a couple bullshit. of them, though. Yeah. To be honest, like a little, a couple of them. That's their trait. Uh, Iron Man, I think Iron Man and Captain America were definitely like the most developed, and mm-hmm. like those were two characters I could somewhat grasp. But just all the others, like the rest of the eighty different characters, you're paying attention to. Like you just you can't help but not really care about all of them at once. It's just so much to keep track of. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but if you're gonna go see a superhero movie, you're not gonna go see a DC movie. I'll just rewatch The Dark Knight for the hundredth time and probably <laughs> still get more enjoyment and insight out of it. <laughs> probably have to cut that part, but we'll be all good. Um, no, I, I, I would some nights like instead if the boys would just rather go see Dark Knight again, we would just do that instead, definitely. But it's like people, you can't, it's a thing you can get everybody together to go do because everyone else is excited for it. It's not really. (laughs) You're just sitting there and you're like, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'll pay $18 at Regal. If everyone had the same enthusiasm towards like just rewatching Batman Begins or The Dark Knight, (laughs) hell yeah. Like, I'd rather rather do that. Um, Another business I was afraid that was going to go out is The Drive In. But they're they've been up and running since May first. Wow, really? I've yeah. never I've just never been to a drive-in. You've never been to a drive-in? It seems like it would be my least favorite way to watch a movie. Really? Why? Uh, it's well, it's like some shitty outdoor projector. You can hear like everybody else in their cars. It's not shitty. Does the it pro- actually like look good? The projector looks good. But continue. You can hear everyone in their cars. 
Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, you're just like outside. Don't you want to be in like a nice kind of like dark, cozy theater? Where like the sound doesn't reverb and just like fucking echo it. There's no way the audio is good on it. You know the audio plays through your car. Oh, is there like a radio station? Yeah, that it's a radio station the... and it plays through your car. And you usually sit... It's just weird. It just seems so weird to me to like want to do that. I guess it's cool if you're like trying to go on a, a rustic date. <laughs> I don't or know. Like, <laughs> it's just like on a summer night. It's like twenty bucks for six people. For six? Yeah, if you go on like the nights they do carloads. They probably play the most normie movies ever. Like, I mean, they're probably playing Trolls too right now. No, they played Trolls <laughs> too like two weeks ago. But uh, don't tell me you saw Trolls too at a drive-in theater. I did not. I did. I'm not. Listen, I wait till. Is that like, DreamWorks? Who yeah. Who does that? Who DreamWorks. Does I heard it wasn't bad. What a fall from grace that animation studio has gone from. <laughs> Dude, they had some of the best shit and some good live action movies too. Like they did American Beauty. I heard the Trolls. DreamWorks movie. I heard I heard Trolls isn't that bad. <laughs> Are you about to pull up your I haven't seen him. I haven't even given him the light of day, so I can't really like I, heard I, I guess I can't comment too much on the It's match. got Justin Timberlake. He did all the music for it. I'm pretty sure he plays someone in it. Mm-hmm. I I love Justin Timberlake just because he was in the social network. Yeah. That's like best ever. Did you like that movie? I loved it. Yeah. I loved that's like a that's a perfect movie for me. I recently rewatched it. And I didn't realize how much I liked it at first. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it when I rewatched it recently. Yeah. I actually bought my first two um, Criterion Blu-rays recently. Have you heard of them? Do you know what a Criterion is? No clue. They're like these super special edition prints of movies. Oh, okay. to like, um, They do Blu-rays now, but they've been doing them since like DVDs were becoming mm. a thing. It's like... A print of the movie, the director typically like oversees it and they have like these professionals transfer like the film prints onto digital. Oh, okay. And it's like the most authentic, um, like high functional way to watch a movie. <laughs> uh, and it comes with all these special features and like essays of, of people about it and like comments from the director. It's just really cool. Yeah. And it's that, like $10 more than a normal Blu ray. That's really cool. I don't have a Blu ray player, I have an Xbox, but. Like, if it, it works, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, it doesn't matter if it's a... I know that you are, like, uh, you, you like to collect Blu-rays, right? Yeah, I love having, like, physical media. Why, why do you think you like Blu-rays so much? Like, I kind of... It's just not the same as just, like, pulling it up on Amazon. It's like a physical library you can, like, kind of, like, glow over. It, it's cool if it's... If you want to know more about your favorite movies, because they typically have like all the special features and mm-hmm. like behind the scenes and stuff that I really dig about movies, and you know you're getting like the highest with like 4K Blu-rays, you're getting. Edition. What did you call them again? Sorry. Uh, they're called Criterion. Criterion. It's called the okay. the Criterion Collection. Oh, okay. Um. They they were both like reasonably priced and would fit onto this forty dollar gift card, but I got. Uh, 12 Angry Men and Being John Malkovich mm-hmm. and like 12 Angry Men was really cool because it came from like 
it almost looks worse than (laughs) (laughs) it's like the most indie shit ever but like it's the actual like 16 millimeter whatever they had at the time it might have been 35 but it was like it had the authentic grain of it it wasn't like all digitally remastered yeah like remastered and sort of like revitalized because sometimes it can look a little goofy with those old movies and give it like this weird almost like animated because they re speed a lot of the film too to Mm -hmm. make it like and even 24 frames yeah uh i know my camera actually doesn't shoot at 24 it shoots at Mm 23.95 which is a little weird to me but i guess it gives it more of a like like more of your eye look you know it's almost like the kind of thing with people like it's like the most authentic way people Mm. saw these like old movies back in the time yeah and um the special features on 12 angry men were like really cool and it gave like a lot of depth about how they wrote that and like have you seen the movie uh yes it's like life-changing movie right Mm -hmm. it's like it's it says so much without like commenting on it directly just between these like situations between each of these like very profound characters it's like it's definitely a movie that will make you think for a while like unforgettable Mm -hmm. yeah that was one i was glad to have and um it looked authentic and it still looked great it was like just such a well produced movie Hmm. um i actually haven't gotten around to seeing being john like rewatching being john malkovich but when i saw that for the first time that was also just like such an unforgettable story just the turns that have you seen that one i have seen that one yeah like just it's two unforgettable movies yeah it's definitely one if you haven't seen you definitely need to watch Mm -hmm. i would recommend it for anyone and everyone they do a pretty widespread of like international movies. It's a great way to find like the best like foreign films to check out. I'd say. See, I want to start getting more into foreign films, but it's just like there's so much other stuff already to watch. Yeah, it's it's overwhelming the amount yeah. of stuff there is, especially when you put TV into the mix. Yeah. Like I, that's why I kind of don't even really like I don't watch like Game of Thrones or any of those super long series because I just rather watch a lot more movies and kind of get more of a grasp on that whole that's how i am if i'm gonna watch tv i'm gonna watch shit tv basically is is how i am like i'll watch you know your teen dramas your Mm -hmm. reality tv and just like absolute garbage waste of time (laughs) that makes me feel better about myself for some reason yeah like most of my tv at the moment is just rewatching community which is like it's not changing any perspective or, like, giving me any new experience, but I just, like, love it so much. Wasn't that bought by Yahoo? Oh, yeah, it's, it's so sad, though, like, what happened to Community. <laughs> like, seasons one through, se- one through three are, like, pure gold. Uh-huh. They're, like, just such a well-written, well-acted and it just has such a unique meta sense of humor to it that you don't really see in a lot of shows. And like every episode is some new genre that they're spoofing. It's just so dynamic and really out of the box. I've seen a couple episodes. I haven't watched the whole thing. It, with, it, it's a good show. Donnie G. Like, yeah. come on, man. Uh, he used to be such a goofball. <laughs> Why is he so serious now? I, I don't know. I can't wait for season three of Atlanta, though. 
Yeah, when it comes out in fucking like five years. <laughs> there, it's probably going to get delayed to 2022 because of COVID now. They're definitely not able to shoot it right now. I'm so upset about a couple of things that are going to be delayed because of this. Um, New James Bond movie was a big one for me. It, it It's already finished though. They just want to delay it. Yeah, but I'm not able to see it till like November yeah. still. I was like ready to see it. In I'm March. very, I'm very upset about Avatar: The Last Airbender live action series. <laughs> did M Night direct it? No, M Night did not direct it. Um, it's it was being shot while all this happened, and then they had to cancel production during it. Which I'm hoping that it survives the Netflix cutting room because I'm sure Netflix. It's a Netflix up. original. It's a Netflix original. Oh, so it'll just—is it actually being delayed still? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I mean, they haven't shot it yet. It's tough. Yeah, very tough. And I'm, and I, I've heard that Netflix is cutting some stuff because canceling productions is expensive. I can't believe that like Netflix is making a whole lot of money themselves from just the amount of series they fund. Like their production level on all of their originals are just like super high, like cinematic. Like none of them look bad. You can say any Netflix original series, like they must have just a team of cinematographers they send out to shoot (laughs) all these shows. Like Ozark is probably like one of the best looking shows I've seen. Like. It's a little bit more like subtle than you would think for like something that like a movie mm-hmm. of the same subject matter would tackle, but it's like very intelligent how they move the camera and like the color scheme and stuff like that. I I have a problem with Ozark and I've only see, I've only w- walked in on people watching episodes, so I haven't uh, watched it myself. Mm-hmm. But the problem I have is there's too much bokeh. Too much what? Bokeh. What? What's like, that? it's too, <laughs> it's too crisp, and the background's thrown out too much. Like that's not how your eye works. And like I like love, it has a shallow depth of field to it. It has such a shallow depth of field on almost. It's every got those big shot. like aerial shots of like the lakes though. It looks gorgeous. I. It's a gorgeous looking seen, show. I haven't seen that, but I but uh-huh. on the stuff I have watched. That's been my problem, and it kind of throws my eye off. So did you like? I mean, Uncut Gems does the same thing, and it, it I works. Think it, to, it works better in a movie. It to builds though. a lot of fucking intensity out of it. I think is when you're so it gives it like a claustrophobic kind of feel to it that I think like supports the tone they're going for with that. I guess it may be because I kind of just jumped in the middle, walking yeah. down like my brother watched. It's definitely it one something. you should like give a chance. I okay. think you could really get into it. Okay. Especially if you're a fan of something like Breaking Bad, it's a lot like that. I watched a lot of Breaking Bad. I really yeah. liked it. Yeah, that's like that's probably I'd my finished, favorite ever. I don't think I finished shows. the fifth season, but it's okay. I a lot the amount of people I know that just like stopped in the middle. I don't know how anyone like just got bored <laughs> in the middle of that show. It's like the best told story I think I've like ever seen in a TV show ever. That's a, it, it's almost yeah. like they had that entire show planned out from like the very start. I would There's, hope it was like that, but yeah. you have to think like where someone even begins to like start writing a story like that. Yeah. But and you, there's so much style and like it kind of has a dark sense yeah. of humor to it. Ozark, there's like none of that levity. It's like pretty I, dour I, the entire time. I but heard the only 
thing that's funny is um, Jason what's Bateman. His Bateman. Who's just funny because he's Jason Bateman, which is very. But he has like a pretty serious role. Like he plays it pretty well. Yeah. I t- I don't know. I don't know if I I don't really. Restart you. <laughs> I don't like think of him as a goofy character in Ozark at all. Okay. Like I guess if you're walking in on him, you can probably see that. Yeah. But right from the start, just the way that show opens, it's like very clear. Like this show is not like dicking around. That. Uh, fuck. Um, Did, have you like you at least seen the first episode? I have not. I just. Oh I've never started it. That buckles you up for like okay. the entire series. It's a great pilot. Now on Jason Bateman, can we talk about a bad Netflix original in Arrested Development? Like, are you season talking the entire four, show or just the new seasons? Four and five. Yeah, like honestly. I think even, like, that last season before Netflix bought it out wasn't, like, the best. Well, like, one and two, or maybe one, two, and three are, like, really, really good. I love two. Two's probably my favorite. Uh Uh-huh. When it really, like, hits its stride. Yeah. Where it really starts picking up. And then Netflix did four and five, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I haven't even seen all the ones that Netflix did. I believe for four, they released them in, like, um... They released them in a in like a weird order or something, or that was cut in a weird way that people didn't like. So they actually released. Have you ever seen the second version of season four? No. They, Where would you find that? It's on Netflix. They it's recut the whole. They recut an entire season because of the outrage behind how they cut it. That's kind of some bitch shit when like they it get is. studios to do that like. That Sonic movie when, like, they really just got guilted into reanimating the entire fucking movie <laughs> because, like, Twitter got a little pissed off. I think I was like, dude, like... I think what they did, though, was good. I think it might have... I would have loved... I would have gone and seen it if they kept that stupid ass just because it'd be so funny to see that bad <laughs> character design just, like, brought to life on an actual, like, blockbuster movie. That would have been so fucking funny. I mean, it would have been funny. I at but... least want a cut of it. On if they came out with a Blu-ray that had like the original cut, like unreanimated, because they definitely had it like near done. Yeah. When they made that trailer, because and... you just don't animate a trailer. Yeah, you like have the movie pretty much like shot and yeah in post. It's definitely shot and. I mean, but how much of that movie? It's he's the only thing animated in it, right? I haven't seen it. Have you? No, I didn't expect so, but... When they reanimated it, I lost interest. Really? Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm not a Sonic fan. Like, I'm not going to watch the fucking Sonic movie. Would you go see a Mario movie? <sighs> Depends. Like, if it's, if it's like an Illumination Mario movie, which we're getting, no. <laughs> I'm not going to see that. Have you seen the original Mario movie? Like, from the 1980s? Yeah. The one inspired by Blade Runner? <laughs> Yes. yes. Yes, I've seen that one. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like dog, it's like not even the kind of bad I can sit there and endure like as a joke. It's just like insultingly bad. Like I haven't made it all the way through it. I think it's just on YouTube. That's how like D-level it is. I've never I've we we shot something together last year, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine like being on a blockbuster set about these this video game 
and like seeing this. And even if it's inspired by Blade Runner, let's remember Blade Runner was a bust. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner oh, yeah. failed at the that. box office. But like I can't be a, I can't imagine being on that movie set and being like, this is it. We got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like I'm sure like the two actors that were in that movie are like working at Denny's now or something like that. Yeah, that that, like that's a career. Did not career. really take off. I don't know, maybe like Sylvester Stallone was in that show. <laughs> never really know. Who played Is Bowser? it called Super Mario? I it's called Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Um and I believe it bombed. I mean the the other dude is in like John Wick. What dude? John Luguizamo. Luiama. Oh, I think I know it's who you're talking about. Dennis Hopper was in it, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> That's like one of the best actors ever. Who who did he play? Dude, he's in Blue Velvet, and he's in Apoc. He's in Apocalypse Now. He plays a. I love Apocalypse Now. Yeah, he, he he's like the photojournalist guy. Yeah. The psycho one that they like roll mm-hmm. up. Um, have you ever seen like uh, I think it's on YouTube. It's uh, the director of Apocalypse Now. Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Talking about how hard that movie was to make. That's probably from the... There's a documentary. There's like a famous... It's called The Hearts of Darkness. Oh, okay. It's like the book it's based off of. That's what it was. Yeah, his wife was like recording a lot of documentary footage about like the set production. And like they shot it all on location in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And so to do those big like attack sequences... With those helicopters, they use the uh, they use the Philippine Air Force. Like they let them pilot their helicopters and help them out with the film, and for some like kind of plug or deal. I want to say, like didn't he put his house? Uh, didn't he like take out a loan on his house? To... He had like a second house that he sold. To yeah, the movie. He had to get together the full funding for the movie himself because no studio would pick it up. I couldn't imagine that. It was like his his first movie he wrote. He wanted to, he wanted that to be his first mm-hmm. feature release, but the studio said no. But then they picked up The Godfather. Those were like two like best picture winning movies yes. in a row. So then they let he him. He didn't do three, right? No, he did three. <laughs> he did three. Oh, yeah, okay. he did three. Lost a lot of faith there, huh? Have you, you've seen three, obviously. Yeah, another movie I just ignore. It's like existence. <laughs> so. It just doesn't exist. Uh, it's it's a bad movie. Yeah, well, it's like so obviously just like a cash grab. There's just like no other way to like put it because yeah. the first two were clearly intended to be like a a two movie story. Yes. And then like those were in like the early seventies, and then whenever. It's like 1992 or something when like part three came out. It's like what, bro? You kind of just like threw this together last minute. You definitely didn't have this like written Over, from the start. Like, yeah. And he put his daughter in it. It's Sofia Coppola, like a star, isn't it? Okay. And she is a really, really bad actress. <laughs> Great director. She made like some amazing movies later on. She made um, Lost in Translation. Wow. And uh, she might have done Dog Day Afternoon. No, 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 definitely not. Hang on. Now I gotta look her up. 
Uh, she definitely did a Lost in Translation, though, which was great. Yeah, amazing movie. What director, if you see his name on a poster right now... Is it Sophie or Sofia Coppola? Would you not go see? Wait, so ask for that again? <laughs> what, what director, if you saw their name on a poster, would you not go see? Just because of the, the director? Yes. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but you really know what you're getting into when you see like a Michael Bay movie. That's what like I, that guy's yeah. never just gonna come out and like do like some great like cinematic masterpiece. I mean, The Rock wasn't bad cinematically. Have you ever seen that? The Rock. Yes. No. It's about like these guys breaking out of prison. Does is Dwayne Johnson in it? No. Damn. <laughs> um, but that I believe Charlie Sheen's in it. Um, oh, who else is in it? I want to say crazy guy, not the bees guy. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Uh, oh, uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. I can't believe I blanked. Was that the Wicker Man that did that? Yeah, the not the bees. It's that's a amazing. That's movie. like a meme now. Yeah. The not the bees. That's like an old ass meme. Have you ever watched the Nostalgia Critic? No. No. I would like to make it known that I hate the Nostalgia Critic. <laughs> Why? Did you see what he did to the wall? Oh. The, the Pink Floyd wall film. Oh, what did he do? He like parodied the entire album and was just like making fun of it. He thinks it's like a shit album. And he was just like making fun of every part of it. He was calling it like pretentious and Oscar bait and stuff like that. I was like, bro, fuck up. That movie made like $5,000 in the box office. It was like a total studio flop. But I'm angry there's no, there's like no way to get it other than buying the DVD. It's not on any streaming service. It's not in like HD. Could you not buy it on Amazon? Like you could, but it'd be in standard def, oh. I think. Or. It may not even be on like streaming. I think you have to get the DVD. Oh wow! Or pirate it, I guess. It's yeah, you could always just pirate, pirate the it. HD version, I guess. Um, it's probably out there. But no, I I didn't see what he did to the wall. I used to watch him like. Like, do you listen to the? Have you listened to the album? No, I've not. Uh, the okay. wall or his album? I've listened. Like the the Pink Floyd's the wall. Yes, I've yes. You've listened to that. Yes. It's good. Yeah. So, like, if you like that, it gives, like, a lot of, like, context to sort of... Because Roger Waters, like, also wrote the movie. It's, like, the same okay. people that made the music. And it's, like, really interesting to give, like, insight. It gives you, like, a lot more on, like, his dad. And, like, all those, like, weird, like, Holocaust, like, symbolisms throughout the album. It's just, like... There's one point where it just shows, like, a neo-Nazi, like, raid. And they just go and pillage this town. That's and like rape the women fun. and stuff. It's fucked up. <laughs> um, Am I allowed to cuss? Yes, one hundred percent. Okay. Um, but I was gonna say about him. It's a little late for that one, but yeah. Uh, I used Shit. to I used to watch him when I was like maybe twelve or something, and I had never seen a lot of these movies that he was reviewing. But that was one of the movie movies he reviewed, and that's how I know. Like, okay. Yeah, the Wicker Man. Uh, cause I believe I watched it afterwards. 
I didn't really like it. <laughs> he, I haven't seen all of his. He probably has some good old videos, but I've just only seen the stuff he's made in like the past couple of years, which yeah. is not the best. He makes he makes some funny stuff about like Jurassic Park, like the first one he like praises, and then the other two he's like, yeah, fuck these. I think there were like sexual harassment accusations made against him. Who doesn't have sexual harassment accusations nowadays, though? Leo. Leo. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. that guy's pretty clean. I mean, he's, a, he's like a pretty stand-up person. He does a lot for like yeah. environmental causes. Did you do you watch uh, Hot causes. Ones? Hot Ones. Yeah, I watch Hot Ones. Did you see the one with uh, Ashton Kutcher? Or no, 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 it wasn't Ashton Kutcher. It was Zac Efron. Like probably, but I kind of forget about him. He actually talks about how Leo saw him at a Knicks game, and like the next day invited him over for like lunch or no breakfast. Wow! Because I love getting breakfast with friends. That's like <laughs> you know you're like a bro when you're no, like like getting they, brunch together. Like holy, he they they had never met before, but Leo saw like how much paparazzi. Zac mm-hmm. Efron was having to deal with. I'm pretty sure this was right after High School Musical. Oh wow! And Zac Efron was actually talking to him, and he was like, "How do you deal with it?" And he's like, "Man, like I don't have it as bad as you. Like even like because like I guess what happens is the people who are trying to click on these paparazzi things are mm-hmm. teen girls, right? Yeah. Like 13 year olds yeah, yeah, who yeah. want to see Zac Efron." And not, they're not the people watching. Like, Zac Efron is a sex icon. Yes, very much so. He's bisexual, by the way, if you ever want yeah. a shot. He is? Yes. I did not know that. Yes, he's bi. I believe. Doesn't he, matter. I'm not saying it's an issue at all. Listen, I don't I think wanna, that's wonderful that he's come. Has he come out or was it like revealed? I believe he came out. Okay. I don't want to 100% say this and I might be misquoting him. He is a great actor. Like, he's pretty yes. good. Yes. He played. Back to I, Letterbox, I guess. I will we'll say he gets typecasted as a douchebag, like, pretty boy, I guess. Yeah. But he plays that role very well. And I'm sure he plays a lot of things really well. Um, Dude, is it Z-A-C-K, Efron? Z-A-C... I want to say it's C-H. Right? How do you spell Efron? E-F-F-O-N... <laughs> You're getting spelling advice from me? That's true. You're like the last person. <laughs> I'll just put in Zach and see if I see it. <laughs> Not see it. Uh, Anyways, I don't know. He was in the Ted Bundy movie. That Netflix oh, yes. One. That was oh. That was good. It wasn't what I expected it to be, to be honest. Racist, sexist, shocking, and vile or whatever. <sighs> Why is Netflix clickbaiting us? What? Why are they... I feel like nowadays they're trying to clickbait us on Netflix. Like you, everything we watch is on. I mean, who your... doesn't have Netflix though? Like, who are they trying to sell Netflix to? I actually saw this recently. It's not as popular worldwide. Really? So that's the people they're trying to get. Yeah, they have like this Sky TV kind of stuff over mm-hmm. there. Like that's their VOD. Um. Really, though, like a lot of. The newer content. That's why you're seeing a lot of <laughs> um, you're seeing a lot of different like perspectives. I would say like they just released a show called 
I think it's called Never Have I Ever. Um, and it's about like this Indian girl who is like her parents are first generation Americans. Like that's, I feel like they're starting to tailor their stuff more and more towards that audience over there. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I think they're not allowed in China. So that's why they're going after the Indian market. I, I could see they do have a lot of like Spanish stuff, yeah. right? Like Money Heist and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at Money Heist. Is it in Spanish? I think it might be dubbed. It might be dubbed. Yeah. Okay. I I haven't I haven't checked it out. But I mean, I, there's like a shit ton of anime on Netflix. <laughs> I just saw this weirdo. <laughs> Hey, anime I do is not an, watch anime. Anime is an important part of culture. Uh, I still need to see, like, Spirited Away. There's, like, nothing keeping me from watching, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. What is it? Spirited Away. Is it anime? Yeah, it's, like, this, like, world-renowned okay. film. Okay, I'm not gonna... It's in, like, the top ten somewhere on Letterboxd for, like, highest-rated movie ever. I'm not gonna dog it. Okay. Um, it, it's, like, one of those, like, life-changing kind of movies that you, like, uh, okay. forget. Apparently. I don't know. You haven't, yeah. Haven't okay, but you have you ever watched any sort of anime? No, I've I've had people try and like sell me on them, but just like I haven't really like given any a chance to be honest. Really, I I think I watched one episode of Attack on Titans and I was out because mm-hmm. I just heard it was like amazing. Wait, does Boondock Saints count? I don't think that counts. That's a cartoon. <laughs> Damn it! No, then no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I love Boondock Saints though. It is good. Oh, it's like kind of an anime. It's like that's like calling like not to bring it back, but Avatar: The Last Airbender, an anime. Yeah, maybe. Such a it's such a crazy ass show that it almost pulls it off. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Whatever you were saying. No, no, no. We're all good. Um, I wanted to get more into, like, what you want to do with filmmaking. You're going to UC digital media major? Yeah, digital media collaboration is what it's called. What, what's the collaboration? Um, I mean, it, it is pretty much like digital media production, but I think it's more like getting every aspect of being on a set, mm-hmm. kind of. So it, it dips its toe in a lot more things, but okay. also in film. So, so it, you're in, like, would you be doing, like, Illustrator stuff? Like, have you ever worked with Adobe Illustrator? I have not yet, personally. It's, like, logo design and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, um, you definitely learn a lot about, like, editing and, like, okay. I think some marketing s- strategies. You'll learn how to do stuff like commercial work. Okay. For like products and, and stuff. And you've actually met with the professor, right? Yeah, he gave me like a tour of their facilities and I was just like really impressed. I was totally supposed to meet with my professor today and I completely forgot. Oh, he just blew him <laughs> off? Did you even like say anything or it did was you like just a like Zoom not show? Call. It was a Zoom call with uh, a, a couple, a lot of people. I I'm sure you can't. So people. it's fine. But, uh, so at UC. Uh, they aren't they doing? Didn't you say that they were starting to do a year in Hollywood? Yeah, they're gonna program? try a, to get a semester in LA okay. kind of program together. They tried previously, but like the only issue was getting some housing. Okay. And so, if he like 
get something signed off with the university, they can get some housing hooked up. Like, that's the only thing in the way. Okay. But they have, like, studios that they could get us, like, internships at and stuff. Or they're called co-ops. But it's pretty much unpaid internship. Yes. Where you live out there. Yeah. Uh, similar to what my school does, DePaul. DePaul. We work on, we do a co- I think, it actually, ours might be a paid internship. I'm not too sure. Wow, really? Yeah, but... Co-ops might be paid. I don't know. I, I think totally co-ops are paid, yeah. to be honest. But, uh... I guess enough to, like, live out there. Yeah. Which is a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure, yeah. I need to save up some dough before I go. Yeah. Um, but life. we work in... I th- I forget what... I want to say it's it's Cinespace, uh, where any, pretty much anything in Chicago is shot. Like, I know Chicago PD's shot there, Chicago Fire. Um, mm. There's a bunch of movies shot there, which is really cool that that's, like... Do you have, like, access to their sound stages ever? Uh, I believe we have our own sound stage, and then their sound stages are pretty much right next to ours, so... Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Like, I, I toured Columbia in Chicago. I actually was about to apply to Columbia Hollywood... Oh really? Yeah. They have a place in Hollywood. Yes. It, that's just like one of those schools where it's like, if you really make it through and like get your degree and like go all the way with that, you just will end up somewhere in the industry. I, like it's, it's such a like acclaimed. School. Really? Yeah. Like their alumni is insane. It's like all these like cinematographers and directors. I guess I just really I really didn't do that much research into it. But I was a, I like was on the call. I like, I was very much like into it. Like I had an interview and everything for it. And uh, I was on the call with the guy and it just seemed a little, like even my parents said it seemed a little like trade schooly. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, and they didn't like the feeling of that, but it's cheaper. And from what you're telling me, better school. It is a pretty good price for a, a school in it, downtown Chicago. Like you're in the city. It was twenty-seven thousand. Is that with room and board? For Hollywood, room and board oh, okay. included, Hollywood. with up to twenty thousand dollars in scholarship. It. Yeah, if you have like a fire um, portfolio, you can get into some of these like really renowned schools for they cheap. Didn't, they didn't even require a portfolio. Yeah. See, yeah, like, my sort of, like, that is probably, like, the best school I could have gone to, but I chose UC because I kind of want to get, like, a more professional portfolio going together because, mm-hmm. like, if you go to a school kind of like that that's, like, acclaimed with, like, a high school portfolio, I feel like you could be, like, missing out on a lot of lost yeah. experience. You don't need to go to some crazy school to get. Yeah. They're the kind of place they're, like, you need to know your shit like all the time they take it like very seriously at least from the impression i got when i toured the place Uh they brought us into their camera lab and they have like all these old film cameras and they're like listen you need to know like every part of this camera and you need to know like (laughs) if because if you're like going on this expensive movie set that like they'll fund and you're like wasting a lot of people's if you don't know what you're doing then you're just gonna fuck everybody over and like you're just wasting so much like resources see i got a very different vibe from hollywood really yes (laughs) 
Uh, Maybe that's just how the lady that was talking about came. <laughs> she seemed like a pretty stern person. And then they like brought us into this projector room, and some girl was like developing her film, and she was like, "Yeah, I, like I worked two jobs at once to get my film budget together and stuff like that," and was like kind of like bragging about like how busy she is. All, she has like no free time at all because she's always like on the grind to like get her film out there. And then, like, when the lady who was touring us around brought us out, she was like, she just kind of wanted to brag she was doing two jobs. You don't have to work two jobs. To, like, <laughs> it's, it just kind of, like, freaked you out. They're like, these people mean business. You got to be, like, really, really serious about film specifically, too. It's, like, very art-driven, creative-driven versus something like UC gives you a, a grasp of other things like commercial work and... Mm-hmm. Um, like marketing kind of work with it yeah see when i was talking to hollywood i don't even think they used film cameras to be completely honest with you because i talked to him and he said the first two years you use a rebel and i was like i mean my camera's already better Better than the rebel Rebel, but (laughs) i'm still running my my t5i (laughs) i mean it's not a bad camera no it still works great like i I don't see the need to upgrade yet, to be honest. I might wait a couple of years and get like an A7. I'm completely just a like gear junkie now, to be completely honest with really? you. Like I'm contemplating buying a Black Magic. It's, oh, it's so expensive. It is, like, and I love it. A lens is like two hundred to five hundred dollars for like a reasonable lens. I just spent five hundred on the RF. That's 30, unbelievable. Like five it's, millimeter, one point eight macro. It's one thing if it's like a piece of technology, but it's just like precision made, like handcrafted glass, like moving around. I'm about to buy vintage lenses which are pretty much the same except for all manual focus and they give you like a specific look kind of like a hazy like more cinematic look Mm -hmm. and i'm really excited because they're not super expensive really i mean are they like in good condition yeah that's one thing you gotta like make sure they're still functional i'm buying them from this place in finland that makes sure everything's in are they expensive they're not that expensive. Like one a fifty millimeter, I'm gonna get thirty nine dollars, but I have to pay the twenty nine twenty dollars shipping. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it's a what what f stop? One point seven. That's good. Um, it's a Shernan, which is a I want to say it's Japanese lens, and I watched a video on it, and they're really they're really nice lenses. The only problem I'm having is I can't find a set that I want to buy. Mm-hmm. Because I want all of my lenses to have like the same kind of look. Mount. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even really care about the mount because I'm gonna have to buy an adapter anyway. But um, will one adapter adjust to all of them? If you if you buy like a specific lens series, probably. Um, I've been looking at the M42 mount, which is what you know your film. Like your don't you lose the ability to adjust your aperture with a lot of those? No, it, you because Barrett had one, and he was like, I was wondering about like attaching one of the Nikon lenses onto like the A4, A6400. Yeah, and he was like, you lose like all your autofocus, all your aperture focus abilities, and it just like looks jank if you do. It you don't lose mind. aperture focus because these are completely manual lenses. So the aperture does turn. Yeah, so the aperture turns. And the nice thing about this company is they'll actually de-click the aperture. So it's not on hard stops anymore. It's more of a cinema lens. 
So you can actually just turn it to what you like it to, like mid shot. Mm -hmm. um, and the and they they never had autofocus, so you wouldn't lose autofocus. But on my camera, I've actually been this is the first RF glass I've bought, which is the native to my camera. But uh, but what I was using before was just all EF glass that I had from my previous camera. But the mount actually allows for autofocus and everything to be done in camera. Mm. Like I can change it on the touch screen and everything. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I'm actually thinking about uh, today I was going to buy the Ronin S. But the it's, it's stabilizer? It's so expensive. Yeah, it's like 800 bucks, right? No, it's like, it's running like 560 okay. Which, it's just... It's DJI, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I got that, um, that hand gimbal I got was only like 400 bucks at Best Buy. Mm -hmm. And if Best Buy is selling the brand, I gotta assume it's like, alright. I read some yeah. good reviews about it. Mm -hmm. They said it's like a good budget option if you're only doing like a DSLR. But something like a Ronin S that can hold like a red camera. Like yeah. it's equipped for some pretty heavy duty shit. Yeah. Um, but what we tried, remember when we tried to put the A7 on your gimbal? Yeah. And it was just, it just was too heavy. Yeah. Well, I think it was mostly because like the mic was plugged into the side and sometimes yeah. it can like tug. It, like I thought it was doing that same thing when I first got it on my T5i. It's just all about like getting the weight right. Yeah. That's why I've... That's why the Ronin S would be like a lot nicer because you can really just throw anything on there. Yeah. I've been debating between that and the Ronin uh, SC, but my, which takes like a lighter amount of weight than the Ronin is pretty much the only difference. Oh, really? How much cheaper is it? It's if it is. Three, 330 instead That's pretty of good. 560. I mean, what, you're just putting your USR on? Yeah, but, I'm, but my fear is what if I get a bigger camera in the future? I know the EOS is always going to last me a long time, but mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I bet that USR will be pretty future-proof for the next like 10 years or so, right? Yeah, it does It does everything I want it to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, what can it like hold up to? Can it not hold like, a, say you had like a 5D Mark IV or whatever, some big chungus <laughs> like Canon camera? I think it's about four pounds it can mm -hmm. hold. Or it's four and a half pounds. So the only thing it really, it can't hold 1DXs. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. Why would you ever want that? But um, the problem I'm seeing too with the SC is if you have a big old lens on it, um, it'll actually, it won't be able to do a, the rotate like down to flashlight mode or whatever it's called where you get those low angle shots. Yeah. Because the camera's so far back, it's not that it can, it's not that it doesn't hold that amount of weight. It's mm -hmm. that it doesn't have that space right there. Yeah. Which I'm worried about because I'm actually looking at buying some Rokinon cinema lenses soon too. Yeah, like I could have a lot more equipment, but getting this close to college where they're going to have all the equipment I really need, like I won't need to bring my own mm -hmm. unless I'm doing like personal projects. Like, I, I haven't invested a whole lot of money in camera equipment lately. Right. I've, been, I've just been saving a lot for college. I feel like I shouldn't spend a lot less money. 
See, I agree with you. But like, <laughs> but also, then you just want to buy an EOSR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I get tempted like that, especially with dumb shit. Like, I see like a VR headset for five hundred dollars, and I'm like, bro, I could so just buy like a Vive right now <laughs> and use it. But see, I know I would just be like throwing away money at some dumb yeah. headset. My thing is like. I want to buy stuff that I'll be able to use in the future. That's true. Yeah, camera equipment is a lot different, I think. Yeah. In that sense. Especially with lenses. Mm-hmm. Like, especially since I'm going into... It's like a tool almost. Yeah. More than like a... Since I... I like, if you didn't know, I'm going into a concentration in cinematography. So, I'm assuming... Like, so, you're like hoping to be a DP someday? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or a mm-hmm. lead cinematographer. That yeah, would be nice, too. Be <laughs> but uh so i'm assuming like we have to make a choice on what kind of lenses we're going to use and that kind of because if you're a cinematographer everything gonna mm-hmm. be like that's the choices you have to make so i'm trying to test some stuff out do you have any favorite cinematographers um no not really i mean roger deacons kind of goes without saying yeah but like he's kind of like the most renowned mm-hmm I don't, I, it's just like, when I see something that like, I like looks so cinematic, I'm like, like my jaw kind of drops. Mm-hmm. And like, when I think of ideas too, like, I'm not thinking of, I think there's a reason I'm so bad at writing stories. And I think it's because I'm always thinking about the shot and not the actual Yeah, you're story. like a visual kind of, yeah. in the same way, yeah. But I mean like, I love when, cause, DP is kind of like a director's right-hand man on like a yeah. real set. It's kind of interesting to see when you have these movies that it's very much a director-DP relationship. Like I think Quentin Tarantino has one. Mm-hmm. They like work on everything together. They yeah. like one's the visual and one's sort of the story. And just that back and forth is great. Like uh, Christopher Nolan's cinematographer is fantastic. Uh, Wally, yeah. Wally Pfister. And uh, Paul Thomas Anderson works a lot with uh, Robert Elswit. He did like Boogie Nights and Punch Drunk Love. Just for very like stylistic movies where you can see just a lot of thought goes into the visual presentation of it all. Especially with something like Paul Thomas Anderson where the camera's moving all over the place. It's very obvious that's like a a collaboration of creative minds Mm -hmm. to like make that kind of thing work. I watched the video recently. <laughs> what? Uh, you talking about like camera movements and stuff reminded me of this. Do you watch Corridor at all? Yeah, I do. I'm a big Corridor guy. Um, I've been watching was, the. What's their like second channel called? Corridor Crew. Yeah, I've been it's, watching Corridor Crew for like quite a few years. Yeah, now. that's I, like. The, I found them before I found Corridor. Yeah, that's how I was too. Um, but do you? I watched this video recently, and it was how to get like. A Hollywood look without the price and they were talking about how much goes into a set when you when you do it like through union basically and like them breaking that down was kind of like what like yeah <laughs> like, like a lot of directors will get like in serious trouble if they even touch the camera like they're yeah. not allowed because like all these um 
all these like screenwriters and producers they're signed to different unions mm -hmm. I think that's what like the ASC like stands for whenever you see like their names you know it has like those three letters yes yeah. <laughs> um, but like they okay, were they were talking about how every light has to have a safety like for every light you have you have to have some person <laughs> who sits there all day yeah. and watches it like I think just like it's a very boring process to make a yes. movie I'd imagine like it's very slow unless you're like the creative mind I guess seeing it come together so yeah. slowly and per like precisely that would be pretty great but just being like a gaffer it's like that's gotta be boring <laughs> as fuck just like yeah. just so long to get so little into like a <laughs> and they story. were they actually ended up shooting like a short it actually looked really good uh, obviously which know. one um I want to say it was, do you know who Anthony Padilla is? Mm -hmm. It was the one he was in. Okay. I don't remember the name. Is he the Smosh guy? Yes. <laughs> the one that left or the one that's still there? The one who took his dignity and left. The black haired one? Yes. Okay. Yes. By the way, his YouTube channel now. He was the best Smosh character, by yes. the way. That other guy was annoying. <laughs> What's his name? Ian? Ian Hecox <laughs> or something. But you seen their movie? They have a fantastic movie. The I, Smosh movie. I heard it was not great. Did you? Did you? Sucks. Yeah, I thought so. I pirated it too. I have seen. Felt it. good I about it. I think it's free on YouTube. <laughs> Didn't feel bad at all that I pirated that <laughs> dog ass movie. I thought it was free on YouTube. I thought it was like a YouTube Red thing, or like you uh, had to buy it. Still. I have YouTube TV, so. Yeah, I that's did. probably why you could see it. Yeah. Which is weird, because it doesn't say it comes with all the YouTube originals, but it does. I guess, I think they actually just made all YouTube originals free. If you just get Adblocker, does that do the same thing that just getting YouTube Premium does? Like, just not having ads? No, you, I think with YouTube Premium, you also get, um, you get, uh, what do you call it? You get all the YouTube originals, plus when you have YouTube Premium, it actually pays the creator hmm. for you watching so no matter what you're making yes. a little bit of money does that yes. how does that even like work out like what creators get certain amounts of that money made by I believe, membership profits I believe it's how it's by watch time like how many premium users watch their yes, content for okay. how long mm -hmm. um, because they're not seeing ads they and I believe it's not that much yeah, it's probably not a lot. I don't think yeah. many. I mean, for how much I watch YouTube compared to other streaming services, it would honestly make the most sense that I buy YouTube Premium. Yes. Like, I'm paying for, like, Hulu and Spotify and but stuff But you like have that. an ad blocker. I don't. You I don't? Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not very software advanced. I'm much more hardware, like, knowledgeable. Listen, you go to the Chrome store. I know. Like, and everyone, you... I, I, no, I'm getting used to, like, BitTorrent and stuff. Like, I've been... Okay. Don't, don't tell the police or anything. <laughs> I've been torrenting 4K movie files. Oh, my God. I mean, even if... I don't mind buying a movie on Amazon until like, mm -hmm. rent. It's just, like, a lot of times they won't have the 4K, like, restorations. Or yeah. they recently restored um, 2001. So they had, like, a... Odyssey? Space yeah, Odyssey? They had, like, a 4K re-release last year of it. And... I didn't want to drop $30 on a 4K Blu-ray player I don't have, <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I torn, it's probably not the same thing, it's not like, yeah. it's not like studio released, but it looks great. The only time I'll torrent a movie is if 
It's not on Amazon, not on Netflix, not on Hulu, and not on YouTube. It makes zero sense because I have every streaming service. So I should have access to everything released ever, but I still don't. Even though, like, my mom probably pays, like, $250 in our streaming services alone. We have so many. A year? Yes. No, like a month. Maybe. Oh my god. It's what retarded. all do you have? Well, we have cable. <laughs> we have cable. We're paying for a landline. My mom pays for Hulu, HBO, Netflix, Amazon Prime, probably like Crackle or some shit. Like I don't count Sirius XM Radio, Spotify, and Apple Music. Why? All Why? monthly. I do, we just she just doesn't care to pay for it. Like Why do you have Spotify and Apple Music? They're the exact same thing. Dad likes Spotify, mom likes Apple Music. <laughs> my dad was like late to the music streaming game, so like all of my mom's playlists were on Apple Music already, and he wanted to make his own, like on his own account. Uh, so okay. he popped over to Spotify. Oh, okay. I'm a Spotify guy. Yeah, like I could get in on our family Apple Music thing, but only one device on our Apple ID could listen at a time. So all the time I would get booted off because my sister would start playing music. So that's what got me to go. I pay for my Spotify now. You pay for your Spotify? And you get the ad plan Hulu with that, but my mom already pays for the ad-free Hulu plan, (laughs) so I'm just like on that. That is a lot of streaming services. Yeah, and we we get like the bundle. I'm pretty sure we can get like a DVD from Netflix. Like they do. I think we're paying for that shit. Right I don't now. even think you you can. I didn't even think you. Could, you can do it if you that. log in on the desktop version of Netflix. You will see on the top right corner DVD and like all the new movies they don't have on their streaming service. They will have, have Blu-rays. It's kind of nice for like indie wow. movies that you don't see on like. Wow, that's actually YouTube. really surprising. Yeah, Uncut Jam goes on Netflix in like May. Someone told me it was it supposed to be May fifteenth, April twenty. That's today. I, it's on my coming out soon on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's like confirmed. Oh, okay. It's like gonna be up soon. Somebody told me it was supposed to come out April twenty second, and it was my brother. And I was very mad when I sat down April twenty second, and it was not there. You didn't look it up to like make sure. <laughs> no, I just listened to him. I already have it on Blu-ray. You already have. Yeah, it on so Blu-ray. it doesn't even matter for me. <laughs> um, are there any new movies you're excited for, or? I mean, like, nothing's like, coming out. Like, that's so. coming out, like, that was supposed to come out, but got pushed? Um, like, that James Bond movie's probably gonna be pretty good. Because that same director, he did a Netflix original called Beasts of No Nation. Mm-hmm. I've seen you've, it. You've heard, yeah. Very good. Yeah, it was, like, really well made. And yeah. that's, like, kind of the only notable thing he's done. He has, like, a couple other smaller movies that yeah. I don't think a lot of people have seen. But it's, like, he's directing a James Bond movie now. It's, like, a yeah. pretty big leap. Um, were you for the camp of who? What Idris Elba being the new James Bond if they recast? That would have been pretty sick. You think that would have been? Yeah, sick? that would have been awesome. <laughs> he, I mean, he's getting kind of old. Like, that's probably the only reason why they didn't. Yeah. They wouldn't want to is because like he's like fifty something already. He's like as old as Daniel Craig. Yeah. And they need to bring Daniel Craig out. Do you think Daniel Craig is a good James Bond? I think he has the look, and I think. Honestly, I yes. That's funny. He like bitched and mo- he said he hated being James Bond, and now <laughs> he's in another one. I thought yeah. he was done after Skyfall, but then he was in like two more. Do you know what happened? No. Well, money. They just offered him more money just to like, yeah. stop complaining about <laughs> it. <laughs> and just doing, he's like, oh, right. he was like, oh, you want me to 
20 million? Okay. <laughs> in Knives Out, he really gives off like this convincing accent, like Georgia accent. George, this, really? He's like the lead detective guy in okay. Knives Out. I'm definitely going to have to check that really, one out. Really, really good, like ensemble cast movie. It's just like a delightful time. Like, okay. It's a good Monday morning. Monday morning. Yeah, like okay. you ever watch movies in the morning, like while you eat breakfast or something? Yeah. You don't want to watch like something heavy as shit or like super yeah. frantic, but like. Like driving Miss Daisy, this nice like <laughs> little like sentimental movies. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Um, for anybody listening out there, what would you say a movie recommendation for them? What would you say? Give them five. It. I mean, it kind of depends on the person. I mean, like who hasn't seen Pulp Fiction? But you wouldn't believe like a I, lot of people missing out. Yeah, on it. I would say a lot of people probably haven't. I'd say that's like a pretty good like crowd pleaser type of movie yeah. while still being pretty unique and really really well made. Yeah. Um fuck, what up on my phone? It it just really depends if you're looking for like kind of pretentious, like interpretable kind of film, <laughs> like two thousand one's a pretty good entry into that kind of thing. Uh, definitely, uh, some crowd pleasers are like Inception. Definitely. Um. And if you sense. watch Inception, please ask me if you think the top falls or not. I got a heavily underrated pick though. Okay. For like best, my favorite animated movie ever. Okay. You might have, we might have talked about this, but it's Ratatouille. I I, I wrote I, a great like little yes, passage have, about Ratatouille. I'm can very you read passionate it? about I've, it. I've. Heard I, you read it before. I don't want to read the whole thing. You gotta Aww. go. You gotta go follow kidney failure for the whole story. But like, <laughs> it's it's just a very, um, it's it's again. You love to see when like very passionate people are given these astronomic budgets that yeah. like <laughs> that these Disney and Marvel <laughs> movies kind of get. And there's there's like such a good um, personality to it, and the writing and the it's a very universally accepting movie like mm -hmm. it's it's especially interesting if you don't know much about cooking you kind of get that inside look into like french culinary kind of culture it definitely like rings true to it's like you would think it's like a french film almost yes um so that would be your third and it's just like one of those concepts it's like it's so simple but like you're like how did i not think of that that's like such yeah. a good original idea yeah especially that's not to speak out of turn, but that's Pixar, correct? Yeah, it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like definitely, if anything, best Pixar movie ever, I'd say. I know there's some steep competition there with some people, but that's my pick for sure. And is that one computer animated or is that hand animated? Ratatouille? Yes. It's computer animated. Okay. It kind of, I don't know, it, now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of gives a like hand animated kind of look. Like yeah. it, I feel like it has deeper colors and stuff. The, yeah, there's like a great color palette to it. It's yeah. super well. I would love to see if they did like a reanimation of that. That's what yeah. they should be doing these remakes on are ones that have like very aged animation. Like the original Toy Story is looking pretty rough these days. Yeah, very. That's They should be doing that and not the live action or not the 2D animated ones. You work, work on the older 3D ones first because that's like what needs it. The old, the old 2D animation has like a sort of charm to it. Yeah, and I feel like it, age, it, it, it definitely ages better. 
because yeah. it's not relying on technology. Like the original Lion King looks fantastic. Yes, one hundred percent. Because um, yeah, hand drawn animation just has like kind of this timeless yeah aspect to it. But I would also say the new one looks amazing. I don't think it even looks amazing. You don't think it looks good? The characters I, look ridiculous. Like I say, for what it's worth, it looks amazing. If you're talking like purely objectively, yeah. But for what you need to like, not I, sort of what it's meant to be is yeah. like so it's kind of unwarranted yeah. to like need to look that good mm -hmm. or look that way. I guess I feel that. I just don't know how you would do Toy Story live action. I feel like that looks silly. No, not to do Toy Story in live action, <laughs> but to like reanimate. Re you know how like they remaster a game or something like that? Yeah. Just like put some high definition textures in it. Like I was in when I was when I saw you in Target, I went around to look for some Blu-rays to buy and I was picking up this Ratatouille 4K Blu-ray. It was like 30 bucks and you got to wonder like how it can't look that. It's only yeah. gonna look as good as the animation is. Yeah, because they once they render it, it's not gonna get. Yeah, like the like, textures. Don't I get up, it gets like, compressed, but I don't think it gets compressed to a certain point where it's mm -hmm. that much worse. Yeah, and if it wasn't like forty dollars for it, I would have bought it. <laughs> I picked up the final cut of Apocalypse Now. I was there too, and oh, I was okay. about to walk out with it, and then like. I just put it down. I was like, I was just here to buy a Mother's Day gift. Oh. <laughs> I should leave. That could have been our Mother's Day gift. I'm sure your mom loves a podcast. I ended up now. putting the drying rack somewhere completely random, and I bought her like a bike, uh, a phone mount for her bike. She's been oh. biking more lately. So you, so you, screwed up my store, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like I knew you'd probably have to go pick it up, so I just threw the yeah. the drying rack was in like the sports <laughs> section. Of That's the so great. Sports. <laughs> And then I walked like over <laughs> to like the headphones of the apocalypse now and I just like put it down and walked away <laughs> after I was like convincing myself to not buy it. Oh. Glad I didn't. That was like $30. Well. Well. How long have we been going here? Um, I think two hours. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Golly nuts. No, we're at an hour and a 30 minutes. We have fans. Yeah, we have fans outside scratching. We're like the windows. Today Show. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're at an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, my yesterday episode was like two hours, though, so. So am I like the second one you've done? Yeah, you I'm are like, the second. Really? Second is the best. How's it going? It's going good. I enjoy it, at least. Yeah. I don't really care how the end result turns out. Kind of lose track of time. I can just like yeah. chop it up all day about movies. <laughs> like that's I could just talk all day about fucking movies. What um, really lame? What lenses do you have for your camera right now? I know it's, you have. It's kind of pathetic. I know I you just have the have, nifty fifty. Yeah, I love that. I love my fifty millimeter lens. But other than that, I just have like the kit lens, like the eighteen to fifty five. Because mm -hmm. I mean, it does the job. Yeah. I know it, I could get like a better image with all these other lenses, but it's just such a daunting amount of money to pay for a lens, like an accessory I won't even be using the entire time, like just yeah. when I need it. It's, oh my god, I can't bring myself to do it. I've brought myself recently to do it, but I, I don't know. I feel like... And I'm at the point now, if I'm going to upgrade like in the next couple of years, I'm not going to go buy a bunch of lenses for this camera that I may not be using for much longer. I agree. I've kind of hit that point. Like, I agree with you there. I've had it since eighth grade is when I like, I saved up a ton of money to get the kit, which came with like a road mic. 
So um, you you say you want to switch to an A7, right? It's your thought, right? Yeah. A7 III probably. Yeah, or just like whatever is like kind of the affordable option at the Definitely. time I get it. Like just because I love the profiles of like Sony cameras, they just have such a good look to them. Honestly, I think the color is better on Canon. Really. Personally, mm -hmm. I've used both. Yeah. And I think the color is better on Canon, but like, um, yeah. There, there's definitely a unique look to Sony. Yes. Footage though, you can really like. I think it's more digital. Mm -hmm. You can introduce a lot of different colors with yeah. Sony, like uh, artificial light mm -hmm. kind of stuff, and it looks fantastic on Sony cameras. And I do want to say, if you do go Sony, you have to think about with your lens choice. If you want to say you, you know, you make it big, right? Mm -hmm. You want to get a cinema camera. Most of the cinema lenses are EF as of right now. Yeah, Canon's definitely probably got better lens options. Yeah. But, um, like, Sony is very good for video as well. They're great video mm -hmm. options, especially on, like, a more professional kind of scale. There's Their lenses do have those options where, like, it'll highlight the focus thing or whatever. <laughs> um, it's not a... I don't probably think not that f professional, but for me, I'm like, well, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's a lens thing. I think it's a camera thing, actually. Um, so yeah, my, my camera is just so old. Yeah, my camera does it. Uh, it's focus peaking. I'm yeah. sorry to upshine you and everything, but big boy with a big camera. You oh, know, I'm <laughs> just kidding. What uh, whatever, man. My old camera wouldn't even do video, so, you know. True. Yeah. But uh, are, do you think you'll make any purchases before you go to college, or are you just on that mindset? I mean, like, saving? probably not, because they have, like, all the lenses and cameras and stuff. I think they use, like, C100s and C200s. Okay. Like, the nicer, like, Canon Cannons, cinema cameras. Cannons, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to use those. Those might be for, like, the more, like, final project kind of things. Yeah. I think on the regular they have, like, the GH. The GH5? Yeah. I've been looking at those. They're pretty nice. Are those Panasonic? Yes. Yeah. Um, but then you have to think with that is I believe no... Those are pretty, like, versatile, affordable cameras. They're, like, a great value. I believe they have no autofocus. Oh, really? At all. Oh, what if your lens has autofocus? I don't think it... it it works on it. I might be completely wrong, but I was watching a video on it, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I w this is probably something. It'd be I really stupid if up. it didn't. I think even because even photographers use autofocus all the time, especially like sports photographers. Most right? most video people who take video don't use any autofocus anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I think but I think the GH5 is. Those DSLRs aren't most of them primarily photo. Centric kind of. Um, I would say the GH five is more, and I was like, wrong. It's not. It is Panasonic, but it's the Lumex. Like those Canon cameras. Like the average consumer would be using that for photography, photography. right? Yes, completely. Yeah, that's. I'm actually a little upset about my purchase with that, and I saw you got a new lens. I did. It's that RF thirty five. Thirty five mil. Yeah, one point eight macro. I love like thirty five millimeter look. Yes, it's a great it's, look. Great. I think heavily under appreciated. I, th I think people revert to the fifty more than they revert mm -hmm. to the thirty-five. I think you just see fifty a lot more commonly, yeah. especially with like profile shots mm -hmm. and 
very up close. I think people should more look into a 35 than a 50. I was mm -hmm. wrong on the GH5. It does have autofocus, but I don't know why I thought it didn't. I, I need a good telephoto because my kit lens only lets me go to 55. Like, See, so for any sort of event or thing like that, like I really can't do all that much. I hate telephoto. Why? For video? It's hard to get a lot of light in there. It's no, not even that. I've I've worked with the 2.8, the Sony 70 to 200, which are like $1500 lenses too. They're like 2 grand, yeah. Um that's like half as much as the fucking camera. Like that's insane. It, it, no, that lens is more than the camera. Really? Yeah. So than the A7? The A7 III we had, we got that cheaper than we got the lens. Wow. But Who did he get those? Who did, how did he get that deal with that new photo room this year? Um, All he got a, iMac 5K displays like with he, i5s and like 16 gigabytes of RAM. It was nuts. Like I believe he got a grant through the school and then he got a sponsorship through Sony. Oh, uh, okay. Because we have an ex-employee, or ex-student, who now works for Sony. Is it Sam or Smith? sponsored by who? Sony. No, it's not Sam Smith. Um, I thought it was. No. Because he has an A7. No, it's not Sam Smith. It's, um... Dean Parker. It's not Dean Parker either. Who? Um, like... It's an older graduate. Why do all these film kids come out of, um, Loveland? There's, like, a know. lot. Like, Claire Bessler had that short film... That won some award. Mm -hmm. was, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Uh, I think one of the only ones. I think I watched Dean's short film. Images. Yes. Yeah, I went to the premiere of that when I was like in eighth grade. I think I watched it online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's on Vimeo. Yeah, and then I watched um, what Ethan and you were on the set. Oh, uh, Joey and yeah, Zach's. Joey and Max's and Zach's. Ethan or Zach. Sorry, wasn't Ethan involved with that one too? Ethan Tom's. No, not Tom's. Um, he has a band. Oh, Diver. Yeah, Diver. Yeah, yeah well, I think he was involved too. But I've watched that one, and then I think I watched. Has Sam Sam Smith hasn't came out with one, has he? He like co-directed Viceroy. Yeah, with um, Stone. Stone, yeah. I didn't he do the cinematography on that? Maybe I thought that's what he did or something. Suffer judgment. I've heard stories. What? I don't know. I've heard. Uh, oh, give us the give us the scoop here. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I heard this from a reliable source at all. Okay. I, I don't know. I probably shouldn't even say it. No, no, no. Come on. Who's listening? Two hours uh, in, Eric. I think it was just up for debate who like the true director of that movie was. I think like Sam Smith, I think um, there's definitely like a clash of heads there. Oh, okay. Somewhere in the making of that. So they both thought and they were leads. They, they both went up to like accept the award for best director. Okay. So uh, there's probably nothing. Okay. So what you're saying is one of them was saying the other one didn't do... No, no, they never really did it indistinctly. It was like okay. the crew was kind of like wasn't really sure who like the real director was. yeah like yeah who to okay. like listen to more gotcha because i think there were a few creative differences between stone and sam now they didn't shoot where did they shoot that at 
Do you know? Just at like this motel over in uh, Deerfield. Okay. The one next to Waffle House. It's like the Mason Inn. Okay. Is where they shot it, I think. Do you? I, did they use? It's why they went and got waffles in the movie. <laughs> did so they? they went to Waffle House. Did they use Reds? No, um, no, they used an A7. A7, okay. They either bought one, like Stone bought one, or Sam used his. Okay. I mean, it looks great. It's definitely like the yeah. most impressive student film I've definitely. seen. Definitely. Didn't it, it? It won an award for... It, best director. Best director. But I wanna, what film festival was that? It's the All-American. All-American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was very... Not to be like a dick rider or anything, but it was like really impressive. Movie. Yeah. I mean... Hopefully, you know, co-directors right here maybe one day. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Sam, Sam and Stone, like, those two people in, like, the same year were probably going to yeah. be pretty, like, successful artists in their mm -hmm. future. I feel like that's not common for, like, a lot of public schools. Yeah. By the way, did you get a chance to read that script? No, I haven't made no. an account of the thing. Yet. <laughs> I, it wasn't just, like, a PDF. Is there a way you can convert it? I can convert it and send okay. it to you. That would be fantastic. It's really stupid. I'm sorry. Because now I'm getting like emails from when I didn't even like fully make the account. I'm like, fuck off. I'm so sorry. And so I'm like reporting all their emails as spam. Um, yeah. But <laughs> hopefully one day, you know, me, you, you're directing, cinematographer, Oscars. That's the goal, right? Right. Right. Um... Do you, do you see yourself working in Hollywood or do you see yourself more working in a commercial base? Honestly, just anywhere I can find work. I really have like zero preference. Cause, you, just because you know how like competitive Hollywood is. Yes. So I, it just feels a little ambitious to like just outright say you're going to go like be like a Hollywood mm -hmm. set worker of some sort. And do you see yourself staying at UC for four years? Yeah, I mean... I could, but I guess one like sort of ulterior idea I had was to like get that more built up portfolio and then take that to a more professional serious mm -hmm. school. Like but, a, uh, I don't know, I could see it really going either way. Yeah, that's how I am too, to be honest. Like I think I've always wanted to go to NYU, and sadly they told me, hey, no. But mm -hmm. I, at DePaul, I feel like I could build up a portfolio and maybe transfer there, but. See, like, it's just, like, restarting after you've already put two years in seems a little weird to me. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I'll just always play it by ear. Mm -hmm. Maybe try a UCLA or something. I don't know. Yeah, the big dickers. What? Like, UCLA and NYU, they're, like, the two big, I got, two big bad boys, right? No, it's more, it's, more it's USC. Really? You, it's USC, NYU, and then like DePaul, UCLA are kind of interchangeable. I got into UCLA actually. You did? I did. Holy I chose. I chose not to. It's probably very expensive. Very expensive. So is DePaul though, but I got a. I actually got a scholarship there. Yeah. That's why I chose there. Any I don't other? know if like the first year I could just like live across the country. That seems like a lot. I mean. Chicago's not too far from here. But like, I don't get homesick, but just going home to visit, like having to fly or drive across the country would just be I, a bitch. I will have to fly next year to go home because yeah. my parents... I mean, I guess if you got the funds, I mean, go ahead. I mean, big fun. daddy bucks. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, job promotion, man. I got... <laughs> 
he gets flyer miles now or whatever. Oh, so your dad travels a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they'll live in Florida, so I didn't really have a choice on where to go because the best school down there for film is U- mm-hmm. UCF, which I got yeah. in, but I didn't really want to. I was a little hesitant to just jump right into an art school because with such a very specified sort of art interest like that, mm-hmm. there's a very specific kind of person that goes to that school. Like Yes, that is it's one of very, my biggest like, It's concerns. a very different group of people, and I was just kind of hoping to get some of that call, like football games and like meeting people from all different majors and interests, like yeah. not just mm-hmm. artists. That was one of my fears going into it, but DePaul is a D, it's a D one school. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, you know Trip Toll, right? Mm-hmm. His girlfriend or ex girlfriend is going there. So cool. I know her at least, I guess. Um, <laughs> but kind of a reach there. <laughs> the no, connection. We've, we've hung out. We've hung out. We Snapchat now. Okay. So, you know, I'm in. But uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I do have that fear because I'm going to a liberal school, and mm. I am not. I wouldn't call. You're, you're I, liberal as fuck. I'm yeah. not liberal as fuck. I'm moderate. Mo- I'm a moderate. Mm-hmm. I think you are too. I just right. don't really care. Yeah, you don't really care. So I pay zero attention. So I, I feel like I can't even like give like any <laughs> input on it. But like that, I'll just that is talk a thing. out of my ass about stuff. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to get there, and I'm going to have to call everyone Zimzer or, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, if not now, then you probably will in, like, ten years anyway. <laughs> the world sort of progresses a bit more. Yeah, I guess so. Isn't that a scary thought? You're not going to be able to call people, like, just... he. Sh- I know it sounds weird, but, like, when you first meet someone... Did I tell you I misgendered somebody at OU? Really? Yeah. So Can we talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Because they're all people that I really will never see again. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so like, I took this almost three-week film study at OU. We, like, stayed yes. on the campus in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. There, It was like a ghost town on that campus without, like, the students there. Mm-hmm. That town, Athens, that is o- <laughs> yes. OU is that town. Yes. Like, <laughs> It's not a whole lot going on in <laughs> Athens outside of uh, school. But, um, so, like, I, this wasn't even my film project. I was, everyone got a chance to have, like, their own day to shoot theirs. And so I was the boom pole operator for this one girl's kind of pretentious little script. It all takes place in an elevator, so it's like a box short film. Like, it's boxed okay. in just in this elevator the entire time. So I'm like, I'm sweaty as fuck, like in the corner of this elevator. There's not a whole lot of room, so you gotta be very particular about where you put that boom mic Mm -hmm. to still get like the best audio. And not in the shot. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly, because it's so tight. Yeah. It's really hard to really get that space. Mm -hmm. And so um, a, a lot of transgender or trans, it's like the other one. It's transgender and transsexual. They like, What's the difference? I think like transsexuals when you like get the operation done. I thought that was transgender. Maybe it's the other way. I'm not really okay. sure. Okay. Well, one has totally not parts. being politically correct. One has know. parts and one doesn't have parts, basically. Let's hope no future employers stumble upon this. Yeah. I don't, hopefully. Get, I don't want to get canceled. You don't. But, want to- <laughs> in like ten years. <laughs> 
But, um, so a lot of them prefer to go by them. Them? Yeah. Okay. Them or they. And that's plural, by the way. Yeah. That's a plural. This, this is where the conflict yeah. arises yeah. in my understanding of what was happening. <laughs> so, in a very tight elevator, we have a camera. It's starring two actors in, the, in this one elevator with a camera op, a director, me, boom pull operator, like six people in this fucking elevator, just like reclosing were you, the door. Were you guys in an actual elevator? Yes, it was a real elevator. Which you guys is why didn't I was build a so, set. No, no, we didn't have a set or anything. They just okay. needed this like elevator in the library that we could use that would like per- work perfect. Okay. And and we had lights in there too. It was like miserable. Oh my god. And were they at least LEDs? Yeah, they were LEDs, okay. but they weren't. It, it was just like no room at all. Okay. And so I'm like operating the boom mic and. The main guy who was doing the sound mixer, also a sound mixer, still like seven people, whatever. <laughs> I asked the sound mixer, I'm like, is this like the best part? And he's like, no, put it over by them. And I was like, her? And he's like, no, them. And <laughs> did she look? I, I didn't know what he was talking about because you, what you, I was like, what do you mean them? Which one? Do you want me to like point it at? And he's like, them. And he's like, uh, most people. I, I went like, oh, her? Like trying to like specify which one. Mm hmm. And he's like, oh, them. And kind of guilt tripped me about it. He's like, most people prefer to go, most like transgender, transsexual people prefer to go by them or they. Well, that's just, that was probably way more convoluted than it needed to be. No, 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 no. I think you were fine because that confuses me. Like, if he said them. I forget what he said. He, he probably didn't say that, but he, he like guilt tripped me about it in some way. Like, if there's two people. Why couldn't he, first of all, just use the name of the person? He probably knew the name. I, if, forgot, I forgot their names. Like, we didn't really... Oh, okay. The director, the girl, just, like, found these chicks, like, on Craigslist. She didn't, like, even oh, live here. So it was, okay. like, these two random girls that were just, like, in high, Athens, like, high school. Oh, okay. That were just out for the summer and did it. And, like, they called it on the Craigslist app. Were they any good? They were, like, theater kids. So, I mean, like, it was very expressive acting. Okay. Not, like, the most subtle. With See? what I think she was trying to go for, like an Aaron Sorkin kind of like lightning in a bottle sort of interaction okay. without like some grandiose kind of set. Gotcha. A very like dialogue driven story. Okay. Um, See. And it was not that. I've always thought about like, like where where did do where did you find your actors for your project? I just used people that were also attending. That's okay. most people just use the other people that were oh, attending. Oh, so the she camp. was extra. Yeah. D- yeah. 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 Okay. That's what we were all thinking. He like didn't even really have a plan for it. He's like just like figure it out among yourselves. So most of us just like didn't know anybody around, so we used each other. Mm, yeah. It kind of added a, a further challenge to writing your story to kind of keep the crew level small. Mm-hmm. Or make it very like character driven on one person. What was your short or your project? Mine was super lame, bro. I'm like embarrassed to even well, show it to anybody. Obviously, <laughs> first project. But um, I just I had the worst time like trying to think of something on the spot. Like mm-hmm. normally, like a good story kind of like comes to me randomly when I'm not even like trying to think of mm-hmm. something. But he was like, "You have one day to like write a full story, and then the next day we'll write your script for it." So my concept was kind of like this weird thing where a guy, he was like alone in his kitchen the whole time, but he was like, <laughs> he was making like ramen or something and mm-hmm. he was posting it like on social media for the clock. Yeah, it has a social media 
like message in it. It's really okay. lame. And instead of like, everyone just starts like commenting on his ramen, like praising him for it. And, but it turns it, it turns into like real people like sitting down at his kitchen table. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it that was kind of like the cool thing about it was like yeah. it was people in person like physically giving him the comment, but they weren't actually there. Mm-hmm. And it turned in from like. You know how sort of on the internet people get this like mob mentality kind of thing? Yeah. They'll just like turn on someone or cancel someone and just like uh. spread all this shit about people. It kind of turns into like one guy like sits down and he's like, nah, ramen looks like shit, bro. Like, fuck and that. And then they all like, Yeah, and then like everyone just starts hating on him and all of a sudden he's like just this like laughing stock and everyone. And then he like kills himself? No, he's it, like it pushes in on him and then like it pulls back out and all the people are gone. And then okay. he's just like looking at his phone. Like okay. It sounds good. So like, I don't teenage. Think <laughs> Is it online? No. No. I have it. I have it on a flash drive. I'm just too embarrassed to look at it again. Oh wow. Like the acting was really, really bad. Well, it's and expected. You were a bunch of film kids, yeah. not actors. God, it's just not good. It's so hard to find like people who can. Act. Yeah. Oh. Because it's mostly the person's first time. Yeah, and then they either overdo it or they're just so fucking nervous that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other new projects you've you've been working on? No, I should do something this summer. I've just been trying to like piece together something to do with all this footage over the summer. It just becomes yeah. like it becomes like so incoherent. Then you kind of have to go back to the drawing board and try and like restructure it. But do you ever think <laughs> we'll shoot? I the just last don't want to let it all go to waste because there are some like really cool moments in it. But it just you, makes no sense without any like context. To there it. was two scenes that we needed to finish, right? Yeah, and that was one it. was like in the middle of the movie, and the other yeah. was like the very beginning. Or something like that. No, I think we did the. Yeah, we did. Big. We did the beginning. But what was it that we needed to shoot? The Carter's house stuff. Oh yeah. Like pretty much the final like act of the movie. Yeah, and there was there was movies. a scene in the woods. Yeah. The- <laughs> yeah, we needed to reshoot on that, and the one by the train tracks. Both very tough days on those actors too. I felt really yeah. bad. Yeah. What What was wrong with the one in the by the train tracks? It, it was like a quick fixer-upper with just like a couple shots. It oh, wouldn't okay. need to be like a whole day, but just like... I know the one... Some the things w- were like the focus was just like off oh, and like okay. fucked it up. It's hard to like really tell on that tiny little Yeah, screen. You gotta be really precise there's, with it. There's actually something... It's pretty difficult. That uh, I was gonna show you... I, now that you bring that up, I'd show you after. But there's... You can get a magnifier for your viewfinder. Hmm. Or not your viewfinder, your uh, LCD screen. Oh really? That'd so, be tight. Yeah, so you put it up and it it's basically a viewfinder and it magnifies your uh, LCD screen. So you can look at it while outside or anything because it has a cover on it. For so sure. you can For actually, sure. yeah, see. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you for coming on today. I, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I doubt, how long is this going to go for? I doubt anybody's listening this far, but thank you very much. Yeah, I enjoyed this. (laughs) This is great.